This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Beyond Bizarre True Crime, brought to you by Abject Entertainment. Be sure to check out some of the other great true crime podcasts from this network, including The Murder in My Family, Missing Persons, DNA ID, Zodiac Speaking, Scene of the Crime, and Three Men and a Mystery. All of these podcasts are available for you to binge on right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Bizarre True Crime. We're your hosts for this episode, Kimberly and Katie from A Date with Dateline. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a case that is beyond bizarre. And since we recap Dateline episodes, we're going to be doing a very abridged recap of a Dateline episode called The Woman at the Bar. I can't say it's the most bizarre we've ever covered because they are all the most bizarre. It's definitely just bizarre. It's bizarre because we're talking about a killer granny. Right, exactly. Grannies who kill. Good times. Yeah. This episode of Dateline is hosted by Dennis Murphy, who is known for his calm demeanor and his uh, adorable brand of mixing colloquialisms and metaphors and combining them into sentences that don't entirely make sense, but we love him for it. They make perfect sense. How dare you? (laughs) He's a national treasure, and I won't hear any different. We love you, Dennis Murphy. We love you, Dennis Murphy. Our story starts in Fort Myers, Florida, because Florida, you want a bizarre. There we go. You know where to go. Dennis says Fort Myers has party on vibes and is booze in a blender. That seems right. I love when Dennis is hip. Yeah. Which is as hip as Dennis gets. Yeah, and I feel like that's parts of Florida, um... That's Florida on spring break, but I also feel like Florida's got that bath salts vibe going. It's got all the vibes. It is it's all got the vibes. A bunch yeah. of different vibes. 
Pam Pamela Hutchinson was only supposed to stay in Fort Myers for a couple days, but she called the front desk and said she had met fun people and was going to stay longer. A few days later, her body is found in her hotel room, shot through the heart. Ooh. Yeah. Who's to blame? Security footage shows Pamela walking around with a woman who kind of looks like her and is the same age. Police find an abandoned car nearby and they run the plates and it belongs to a Lois Reese who looks like the woman on the security video. Very impressed with this police work. (laughs) I'm usually not, but in this case I was. Uh, So she's from Minnesota. So now we rewind back to blooming prairie minnesota three weeks earlier lois was a mom and a grandma who ran a daycare just your all-around nice lady if um it turned out she had bodies buried underneath the house all the neighbors would say she was such a nice lady that's what they would say i i used to run into her at kohl's the neighbor next door is what people keep calling her your friendly grandma next door you're just your neighbor next door just a nice lady next door who maybe gives you sweet treats and then oh surprise surprise yeah so her husband dave was a get ready worm wrangler which is not a dance move you do at your cousin's wedding (laughs) slash bat mitzvah but an actual profession it can be both Dave got sick one day. He stopped coming into work. Very concerned about the worms. Who's wrangling them? There must be an assistant wrangler. Assistant to the worm wrangler. Yeah, that sounds more like it. His friend Tom gets some weird messages from Dave, which is strange in itself because Dave doesn't text because he is known throughout Minnesota for having comically oversized thumbs and is teased mercilessly about it. Not sure what those nicknames are. Hey, Thummy. Oh, no. Hey, this guy, he's all thumbs. And so he never texted. And also, this is the sort of random detail that Dateline lets you get in the two-hour episodes because they have time for it. In the one-hour episodes, you're not getting those. And in our very abridged recap, we felt like it was just important enough. I felt like it was important enough. For you to understand. (laughs) Dave, Worm Wrangler, big thumbs. thumbs. Um, but I feel like both of those things equal jolly somehow. I feel yeah. like he was a good-natured man. I would love to sit down with Dave. If I was at like a family barbecue or a um, block party, I think he'd be a block party guy. And you would want to pull up your lawn chair next to his and be like, what's new in the worm wrangling game, Dave? Absolutely. And I would say, yeah. And he would tell you about the convention back yeah. in 2002. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. When everybody got a little wild when uh-huh. the worms got out. <laughs> and there was so much wrangling. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, no, Dave is the one that if Dave throws the block party, you're coming. We were kicked out of that Hyatt. Never invited back. <laughs> <laughs> they still have worms in the third floor. So after two weeks of not showing up to work, a friend calls the police They do a welfare check, and they sadly find Dave's body in the bathroom at home, shot twice. Mm. Police can't find his wife Lois anywhere. Now, apparently, Lois and Dave have been having money problems because, not because worm wranglers don't make good money. If you thought that, you were wrong. Dave made a hearty living taking care of those worms. Yeah. But because Lois's gambling problem. Gambling granny. Yeah. Her nickname at the casino was Losing Lois, which is not a creative nickname. It's like the kind of nickname you get 
in kindergarten. It's not great. Um, but it's an alliteration, so I like it's it. It's better than what we came up with for thumbs, which right now is thummy. <laughs> thummy. So until someone thinks of a better one, Lewis and Lois. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Really? Yeah, we yeah. can't judge. But I will say, if I was nicknamed losing anything at the casino, I would never go back to the casino. Right. No, it's yeah. embarrassing. But yeah. this woman, no shame. So investigators figure out that Lois had recently been stealing thousands of dollars from the Worm Company. Worm Ranch? Worm Corp. Worm Compound. I don't know. How is she going to wriggle out of this one? That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Lois drives south, stopping at several casinos along the way and gambling away her worm money. In Florida, she goes to the bar of an oyster brewery, which is the first of many seafood extravaganza stops along the way. She loves her seafood. She does. And she meets there, you guessed it, Pamela Hutchinson. Oh, boy. They quickly become BFFs and are seen leaving the bar on the staple of true crime shows, the grainy surveillance footage. Mm-hmm. Lois is the one who called the front desk pretending to be poor Pamela wanting to stay longer so she could get a couple days head start. She wanted to worm her way out of there. So she sneaks out of the hotel wearing Pamela's hat and steals Pamela's car. She starts driving west, checking into hotels, using Pamela's ID and credit card. Again, no shame. Meanwhile, the police announce nationwide that she's wanted for murder. She's tagged the killer grandma. Another nickname that's not that creative, but accurate. So, yeah. Police are tracking Lois, but this grandma is always two steps ahead. She goes to Louisiana to a casino. She wins $1,500. I'm imagining she immediately demanded her nickname be changed to Lucky, Lucky Lois. Lois. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be Lucky Lois. I think she had the owner of this casino call the other casino and be like, I got this lady here, Lois. She is demanding. That you officially change her name. A handwritten letter and said, just so you know, and sent a copy, photocopy of the winnings receipt. Just spread the word. Next time she walks in there, she wants a round of people going, hey, it's Lucky. Yeah. So Lois arrives in South Texas and checks into a motel. It's, as Dennis says, a slow little town, South Padre, a so-called island getaway. But it's not so, an island? So called. It's a so-called island getaway unsure is, is it on an island it might be an island an inlet it's so it's so called katie that's all i know okay excuse me it's so called but i will say the town itself looked cute and if you like seafood you're this is the one also memorable personalities people you would just want to talk to much like dave yes. the worm guy r.i.p yes there's a world-famous Padre Rita grill that has award-winning shrimp tacos and you know that's drawn in lois she loves a shrimp taco. Yeah. So one day she comes in. She apparently delightful. Orders a marg. And she loves margaritas and shrimp tacos. Kathy, the manager, says, what's your name? And the woman says, La, La Donna. Oh, boy. La, La Donna. She just seems real true blue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with as many of his Madonna puns as I can as fast as I can quickly. I can't think of the lyrics to like. La Isla Bonita, but I'm trying really hard. It's something about meeting a man, and I feel like his name might be the name of this town. So La Donna starts to come into Padre Rita every night. The whole staff is charmed by her. Clearly no one there is watching the news because she is nationwide known as the killer grandma. 
Meanwhile, police figure out that Lois is probably heading to Mexico and they're running out of time because she's only a few miles from the border. But she's living life and hanging out, drinking margs and eating all the shrimp tacos. Award-winning, apologies, award-winning shrimp tacos that her heart desires. Mm -hmm. One day she meets a woman named Bernie. Bernie, you in danger, girl. Oh, Bernie. They become best friends instantly. Because apparently LaDonna slash Lois is like the most charming person in the world. She should teach a class at the Learning Annex. How to win friends and murder them. Oh boy. LaDonna's a mystery. Every grandma must stand alone. She's having a rough time. Yeah. LaDonna. So Bernie offers to show LaDonna around her neighborhood because apparently she's in the market for some property. She spends the night at Bernie's house. How is Bernie still alive, you're asking? Yeah. How is Bernie not dead and being propped up with fake sunglasses on like Weekend at Bernie's? Mm. She is still alive because she said, my house is so safe, LaDonna. This area is very safe, but I do have security cameras all over my house. There we wow. go. Just as an aside, she yeah. says it, and, a, and that's enough for LaDonna. Lois probably had a knife behind her back and then was like, oh, okay, puts the knife back into the knife block. Yeah, mm. you escaped death. So Bernie stays alive. The next day, they make plans to meet again, and when Bernie calls LaDonna's phone, the voicemail says the equally believable name of Stormy Liberty. Okay. Which sounds like an insurrection. <laughs> yes, it does. In a human. Stormy Liberty. She's just picking names off of signs. Yeah. So there's like the Stormy Seagull Inn, and she's like, oh, Stormy's good. And then Liberty is like on the back of a truck. And she was like, that's it. Stormy Liberty. I'm in Texas now, y'all. Yeah. She's not good at making up names. No. If you met a grandma and she said Stormy Liberty, you meet a grandma that says LaDonna. Which one are you believing? I don't know. <laughs> I know it's neither. A hard one. Neither. Right. I don't one. I don't know. LaDonna, maybe. LaDonna. Maybe LaDonna. But it I don't know. I'd still have questions. But it's also making me think that Luzin Lois was a nickname that Lois coined herself for herself based on these made up names. She's not good. If you go on the run, get yourself a book of baby names and go Jennifer, Janet, all the J's. You know what? Or Go to your hotel nightstand, open the book, Zedadiah, Jedediah, <laughs> Obadiah, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Get in there. Get yourself a name. Sarah. Sarah Smith. Come on. Oh. So we enter George Higginbottom. Oh, boy. Our hero go. of the story. He works at an establishment called Dirty Owls, which doesn't seem like the type of place Lois would go into because she thinks she's a little hoity-toity. But... She wanders in there one day. George has seen the news. He recognizes her immediately. He tells his coworkers, and they're like, no, it's not George. God, bust those tables. Higgs. Hig Higgin. Higgy. Oh, it's another conspiracy from Higgy. Yeah, because I bet he does that all the time. He's That wasn't Elvis sitting at the bar the other day, Higgy. Oh, it's, you know, it's Higgy. He's making things up again. But he's going to get his comeuppance at the end. This is your moment to shine, Higgy yeah. the hero. Yeah. Let's go. This is your origin story, your hero origin story, where it. everything yeah. turns around for you. So George Higgs. A.K.A. Higgy. George goes with his gut, calls the police, while Lois orders seafood enchiladas. I don't know what kind of seafood goes in seafood enchiladas. 
shrimp? I do. Lobster, what? Hilariously, it's not actually seafood. What normally goes in seafood enchiladas, unless you're at a very fancy restaurant, is imitation crab. That would be crab with a K. Yeah. So uh, seafood would be in quotes. I <laughs> when they say like fresh yeah, meat. exactly. And both words are in quotes. Oh, so yeah, that's rough. Officers come to the restaurant and they spy, they're undercover. They spy Lois being kind of rude to her waitress, who is just doing her best. Yeah. So in a very dramatic moment, and we are seeing this on surveillance footage from the restaurant, Lois slash LaDonna slash Stormy Liberty is swarmed by the U.S. Marshals team. Very dramatic. Bernie, meanwhile, who's still alive, goes to the restaurant where she was supposed to meet LaDonna slash Stormy. And they tell her, um, you must not have seen the news. LaDonna slash Stormy Liberty is actually Lois and a man named... Higgs single-handedly stopped a murder spree. Also, you almost died, Bernie. Oh, you got you got lucky. Congrats. I mean, she was probably sad because her new best friend is a murderer, but happy that she escaped death. I think the minute you hear the Stormy Liberty message, you start having questions. She showed I think up that she for knew the lunch. she wasn't going to be her best friend. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she went to the lunch to confront her. Don't ever do that, by the way. Pro tip. I think she knew LaDonna was a la liar. Yeah. Lois pleads guilty and is given two life sentences for Dave and Pamela's murders. And I really feel like if she wasn't so tempted by that local seafood cuisine, she would have gotten away with it. She was so close to Mexico. So if she had just stayed at the one bar and not ventured out to the other bar, she would have been okay. Yeah. Because nobody at this other bar knew who she was in town but she went up the road a little she got cocky she thought she was gonna be fine yeah she was feeling her inner LaDonna is it last night I dreamt of San Padro is that no. it is that actually the lyrics in that song I don't if not it should be because uh. that would tie this all together in a nice little bow right it's perfect I don't think it is it's called South Padre oh boy so I was wrong on both of the names yeah. of the town not yeah. only was it not San Padro it was South Padre if you guys do check out our show A Date with Dateline you won't be getting accuracy but you'll be getting lots of jokes you'll be getting accuracy as well I'm offended <laughs> that's horrible but this was accurate Lois is a real human who killed two other humans and did this very late in life yeah just woke up one day and was like enough of this yeah I'm out of here and went on a crime spree. She went on the run. What's a, not a midlife crisis, but a later life crisis, an extreme, instead of getting a convertible and a divorce, she decided to start killing worm wranglers and nice ladies. It's shocking. It is. And living under an assumed identities, multiple assumed identities. Yeah. Very strange. Since our normal episodes are usually like three to four times as long as this episode, I obviously left out a lot of details that we usually include. And we also do segments at the end called B-Roll Bonanza, alternative titles and theories. We do fashion police where we mock the terrible clothing and troubling facial hair of the killers. Of the murderers. Yes. And we call out great tweets that happened. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of Beyond Bizarre True Crime. And if if you're interested in the story, you can check out the Dateline episode, The Woman at the Bar. 
We hope you'll listen to our show, A Date with Dateline. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Date Dateline. You can check out our website, adatewithdateline.com, where we have bingo cards, and you can play along while you're watching Dateline. It's really fun. It is fun. As we wrap up, we want to leave you with a promo of our show, A Date with Dateline. And be sure to check out the next episode of Beyond Bizarre True Crime, which will be hosted by Eileen from the podcast Crime Labs. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. And remember, don't talk to grandmas at bars. And Kimberly, what do you call a grandma on speed dial? <laughs> what? Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be my grandma <laughs> this, that's a deep cut from LaDonna <laughs> thank you everybody <laughs> thanks everybody diabolical vengeance betrayal bad hair leaning hi everyone this is Kimberly and this is Katie and we have a weekly podcast called A Date with Dateline a recap of Dateline episodes we talk about important issues like grainy surveillance footage, cell phone towers, Andrea Canning's white jeans, and Mankey's hankies. We delve into the details of any victim who's ever loved life or lit up a room. So find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and iTunes to make a date with Dateline. And remember, don't watch alone. A Date with Dateline is a podcast hosted by two professional amateur true crime TV experts with no formal training but evidence lockers filled with snark and uninformed opinions. Beyond Bizarre True Crime is produced by Mike Morford and Jess Betancourt for Abjack Entertainment with music by Connor Betancourt. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you are listening now and please take a moment to rate and review the show. You can find Beyond Bizarre True Crime on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Beyond Bizarre TC. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Beyond Bizarre True Crime Podcast. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests on Beyond Bizarre True Crime do not necessarily represent those of the show's creators, producers, or sponsors. Be sure to tune in on Saturdays for all new episodes of Beyond Bizarre True Crime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.